Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV podcast 403's After Show. Should have been After Sarah's. Yeah, we had two Sarah's. Dueling Sarah's tonight. One with an H, one without. Johnny, you have a little bias. I I think you have a wife with or without an H. No H. This is an H-free household. (laughs) H take to the Izzo? T- take it that H anyway. Take it any way you want. There's no H in this house. Uh, I, for those of you that, whether you're uh, roasting me online. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, which is most of them. Sometimes I deserve it. Sometimes I don't because I'm smarter than you. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're asking me a question, never an H in my name. It's not J-O-H-N-N-I-E or J-O-H-N-Y or... J H O N N I there's or J O H N N Y. Yep. None of those. There's, there's no H in my name. Just like my wife has no H in her name. Um, we've, we've kind of got a, a wonderful thing in our family where we've all decided no H is in our names. <laughs> so I, I'm biased to the no H Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Just, just saying, just saying. All right. So yes, if you ever need to remember, there's, there's no H's in Johnny. Johnny V. Johnny I, V does not deal with H. You don't give an H? No, give him H? I don't know. I feel like there should be an easier way to remember that. So either way, here we are. This is the after show. I've whereas, never done H. I've never. Yeah, it's never. Uh, some things will get talked about that are disc golf related, and some things may not be disc golf related. Uh, we welcome you to the show. Largely driven by our active YouTube chat and or Facebook chatters. So if you've got something for us, please get it all fired up, ready to go in the chat. Uh, Also, they're running a special that the super chat is on sale here in the after show. So if you want to try that out, you can. It apparently does work. Uh, Speaking of which, I believe I'm expecting a wire transfer from the Nick and Matt show. There were some super chats that they aren't necessarily used to seeing. Some came in. Some specifically said for Terry. Okay. 
I'm just waiting on my wire transfer. That's I'm sure they're saying. Well, they probably need to call their bank, yes. set up the wire. Did they get your wire? Uh, my ACH and. Uh, yeah, did they get your ACH my routing number? number and my. No, you don't ADA? want to do that. You can just have a wire number. You can have, mm. you know, right to your. So. Yeah, well, either way. Uh, so, real quick, I will touch on uh, it was it was an honor last night. Uh, after hanging out all day, well, Saturday evening, uh, Sunday, and then all day Sunday, um, Matt Graham had uh, earlier made the suggestion that if I stuck around for an extra day or so, that maybe I could be in studio for the Nick and Matt show. I'm like, oh, that's cool. What is that? And then (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, But uh, yeah, so and it's really convenient that Matt lives I don't know if it's seven or nine minutes from Steve Dodge. And so uh, very close by, I was able to go over there and be part of the show. I'm going to say this. It was so weird driving back to Steve's, being done with the show, having a chat afterwards, all of those other things. And it was 10 something local time, which meant here in Milwaukee or central time, it was still nine something. And I was completely done. Are you it saying felt very weird that we need to start our show earlier? No, I'm not necessarily suggesting that. But you're it not. Just was, not yeah, it was just very weird for me. Be, I, and I hate this. I hate being. I, I Yeah, I guess I was going to say I hate being out of sync with uh, central time in general. Uh, the best time. It just always feels like, yeah, I'm, I'm I, I guess if I had to choose to not be in central East Coast is better for me because that means everybody else like hasn't caught up yet. They haven't had their day done yet. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I thank you guys so much. Um, uh, Nick was coming in from his place uh, in Virginia. Uh, Evan was there from Stat Mando. And then, uh, of course, Matt was running the show. And then Gannon Bird joined as as the uh, the main featured guest there. And we got to talk to him a little bit about his performance and everything that he did at master's cup. And it was a lot of fun. So, uh, there was, you'll love this, Johnny. They open, I think they even opened the show introducing me with trying to pour some salt in that Milwaukee bucks wound of mine. Mm, Yeah. How how do you feel that went? Uh, for them, not well, because you don't give two (laughs) craps about basketball. Like in general, you're not a basketball fan. Yes. Uh, I mean, you would rather see the bucks win than not. But I know it's because sure. they're not. And if you're a basketball fan at all, it's of one team. And that's the 1993 Bulls. That's yeah, it. That's ni- the, yep. 95, 95. Bulls, yep. That's the only team. Not even the 99 Bulls. Mm. No, no, not even just the Bulls. Just like the 95 <laughs> Bulls. That's like the only team Terry cares about. If your team doesn't have uh, Horace Grant and Paxson, to- and- Tony Kukoc. <laughs> yep. And uh, then uh, Terry uh, 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 Cartwright, Scotty, Cartwright, Scotty Pippen, uh-huh. you know, if- little uh, 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 BJ uh, Armstrong. That's right. Yeah. I had all the basketball cards. That's the only reason why I know or remember <laughs> any of those names. I did pull out a few names, though. But, I mean, the obvious Larry Bird, but I was like, they made some reference to the Celtics. I'm like, yeah, what, what Kevin about McHale? Robert Parrish? <laughs> that was that was my best pull, probably. And they were like, who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I was definitely dating so, myself. Yeah, you, no, you don't, you don't really care. Obviously, you know, it's nice when the Bucks win for you, but you don't really care that much. Nah. Uh, I, I, I watched most of the game i think i turned it off with like four or five minutes left because it was just it was over was the, la- the seventh game a blowout yeah it was right it was 
more or less that fourth okay. quarter didn't matter let's put okay. it that way they were down by like 20 plus going into the fourth quarter and the way the celtics were playing it just wasn't happening um you know we we need middleton we need chris middleton he we didn't have mm. our, our number two player and not that they were at full health either i think they were missing one of their players just without middleton our team is not nearly as good so it you know that's uh that happens. That's every team part of part of a, a long season. Oh is, yeah, but the injuries, the injuries are what got us. It's being, uh, you know, you got to stay healthy. Part yeah, of the, part of yeah. the whole season. You know, staying defense healthy. wins championships. Uh, not so much anymore. <laughs> not not in the NBA. Uh, uh, Three pointers win championships uh, these days. I'll go as far as saying, other than Giannis, I don't know a Milwaukee Buck. Okay, I couldn't name one. I I couldn't. Well, we don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to go on record of just how dumb I am or ignorant I am, but I don't know if I well, could name ten current NBA players. Maybe I could if I really thought about it, but we won't bother. Uh, one thing that I did see, and I know this is a, <laughs> the little bit I spew about NBA is is truly how mesmerized by the skillfulness that you see from Steph Curry shooting. And there was just this little Instagram thing where he, you know, it took four or five shots that, you know, started at the, the free throw line roughly back to almost a half court swishing literally every one of them. It was like four or five shots in, you know, as he progressed back, gets to the nearly the half court where he had made it. And then cycles back in the three or four or five shots again all swishes and then you know throws up one way up in the air that it was it's just it's truly almost disgusting to watch that accuracy and i don't care who the player is it's just it's incredible to me to see that but i saw that all on uh instagram um yeah just crazy so, uh, also, big shout out. Uh, I saw none other than uh, Chasing the Bees. Mark was out there this weekend uh, in the bow tie. So, you definitely know who he is. Um, he took a ton of awesome Instagram stories and photos and snippets and was the, the one man, um, you know, Instagram media crew that he is everywhere he shows up to. Mark, I see you on the board and love you, buddy. It was so good to see you out there. So thanks for all the uh, extra action you got during that third round. Yeah, Steph Curry would be a great putter. Oh, man. It would be interesting to see someone who is clearly has been so disciplined and, you know, has all these, you know, ball handling skills to see if if you gave him a putter, a couple, you know, a stack of putters, and then just gave him some basic instruction, like if it could translate just into something maybe, rhythmic and fluid and is and is remotely consistent. Maybe the Calvin-style basketball putt. <laughs> but <laughs> that would be awesome. Just watching Steph just Curry watching do those. Just drain the I, Calvin basketball. Yeah. That's a good call. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think. You don't think it, you don't think that. That fluidity, or I, it's a totally different motion. It's, I get yeah, all of that, but you don't think no, it's it so translates different. at all. Now, if he was really good at the granny shots, maybe <laughs> I mean he probably okay. is. He could do the I, Jake. Uh, I think no, I, I I don't think it would translate super well. I think any athlete with a lot of hand eye coordination can probably at some point uh, with dedication do that. But I mean, you're talking probably a, a decent amount of time to practice putt. And like that. And then, of course, you have to deal with things like, you know, weather conditions that they don't have to deal with at all. Sure. Yeah. And I, it's so. funny. I was just purely thinking, like, put a basketball or I'm sorry, put a disc golf basket 
you know, bring it into a stadium and just just see if he could, if he has a natural ability to pick up something of that. It would just be an interesting. Oh, I, oh, I think with hand eye, like I said, a good good hand eye coordination, most certainly. But um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was another big playoff game. Apparently, you, people really worked Ooh. up about the Sun Suns Mavs. Well, it was it was the Mavs game. Which Steve Dodge was happy about. He's be, a, a Maverick. Be, because the Suns didn't show up. Oh. They, they, they were down by like 40 points by the half. Uh, it was, <laughs> it, it just, there was no, that that someone rolled over and played dead. And I didn't, I didn't. How did Barkley do? I didn't, uh, I'm not sure how Barkley did. <laughs> or Dan, no, I'm thinking of the, that's the Cavs. Anyway. I couldn't name another person on that Suns team other than Charles Barkley. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. I think I could pull one if I really, I don't know, maybe not. Um, okay. So that, 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 uh, that contest is over as well. That went to yep. seven games and is done as well. Correct. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your contests with Simon. What, what, what contests did you do? And uh, <laughs> how badly did he beat you at all of them? <laughs> um, yeah, he whooped me. Uh, it was fun. The one spoiler I'll give, and this may be a claim to fame, so this is why he he this is exactly why because pool he should crush you. Yeah, well he did until yeah. I played my first ever game of nine ball. You've never played nine ball before? No, nah, I don't have oh. a reason for that. Oh, see, we grew up with a, a really crappy pool table out in my grandpa's garage. That I mean, that's mm. that's how bad it was, and we would just play all sorts of different pool games. So. Yeah, um, we played a whole bunch. Of, I mean, we, as I said to him, I'm like, this isn't fair when you break and then you put every ball in uh, and you just run the table. I think they call that mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm just saying like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah just, when you when you barely get a chance. No, I, I like or get no, uh, or chance, get no literally chance. no chance. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is a great time. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, Simon. <laughs> Just watch you <laughs> so clean watch up you the play. Pool table. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely uh, had a really good time. He graciously had invited me over. Uh, we went back and forth as to things to do, and we talked about going to play some golf. And after three rounds at Maple, I was like, "Yeah, I don't need to play golf." That and it was sunny out, and then all of a sudden we had this like flash rainstorm that came through. So I'm glad we didn't go out and play golf. And uh, I, I said I would love to see uh, his son Emmett. And so uh, I, I got to visit him uh, and Natalia and uh, hung out at the house. Then we all went and got lunch. And then we came back, played some more pool, some more darts. And yeah, it went exactly as you would have expected it to go. Well, and I told him this. I said, I think w- with. Before he told me exactly how, I mean, it clearly it went the way it was. I think you could almost maybe keep up with him in darts. Yeah, no. He's so good. He's that good. He's like, I know you're decent. No, but he's like, he's that good. He's like, re, like, oh, 140 again. Like, no big deal as you're playing 301 kind of thing. Like, okay. Yeah, he's, he is that good. And I will say, he had this incredible setup. That's this fancy app that goes along with this setup that's got three cameras and uh, it's a metal tip board and it's got three separate cameras that are actually then hmm. I don't want to say recording the board. I, I, I don't, whatever um, measuring the board and then it's adjusted to an app. So it's basically turning a regular dartboard into an electronic dartboard, sure. but then Digital he can literally play against other people all around the world. It's, it's, That's it's like cool. this $800 setup. It's I'm sure if you're into darts, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was 
really cool. And then at the end of the game, he could be like, oh, here's where you missed. Here's your heat map. Here's where you missed. Here's your average. It, it keeps a million statistics and all these other things. It was, it almost inspired me to want to play darts because it was such a cool, it's such a cool <laughs> setup. Um, yeah, it sure. was, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So we did play some darts that didn't go well for me either. Okay. Um, I'm like average. I don't even, I don't even know if I could put a number. I'm an average darts player. Yeah. He's, he is truly on another level and he talks about how much he loves playing darts and loves playing pool. Those are his two favorite things. And he happens to be really good at them. And I, I told him just like I experienced when we went out at the DDO, it's just like golf where, everybody wants to play and challenge him maybe because you're good or maybe you just want that camaraderie and that that experience but he has so much more to lose than he has to gain just like if someone's like dude paul Macbeth, i'll play you for a thousand bucks and it's like well if paul wins which he likely will the thousand dollars isn't his concern and and he should beat him he's the best in the world whoever this person is this random but if Paul loses, then this other person has this big story. There's just, and and that's true of so many of our top professionals. Like, Certainly. hey, Aaron Rodgers, let's go out for a pump pass and kick contest. <laughs> you know, I bet you I could take you. Like, he has nothing to gain or prove to go, you know, accept that challenge. And I feel like we see that in disc golf all the time. And that's similar to the way Simon was. We, we were at the DDO. There's a line. People want to just like I want. I could. I could beat him. You know, many people that tell me this. Beat him at darts. T- yeah. Tell Simon I, I got next on him. I could totally whoop him. Yeah. Or how many people will write? <laughs> but I could beat him. And I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying like it's funny when you're always that you know the challenged so to speak like that. So um, I beat him and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only reason I got him in nine balls because he. I think he he scratched on a very easy, not on an easy shot. He scratched, which I don't know how it happened, and I happened to then be able to put in the last ball and nice. uh, let him yeah. do uh, let him do the other eight. Oh yeah, he got the other eight, and then you'll take the nine, and then I got the nine, and then I took the ball and I left with it because it's already <laughs> hanging up at home. I've got it enshrined. Simon sucks at pool. Uh, clearly, I'm one to zero. Nine ball. Uh, career career uh stats you should you should have took him bowling bowling (laughs) you know Uh, i yeah maybe i could hang with him there bowling i don't know who knows at any rate it was seriously as i was leaving and and maybe this is a little bit why i share this um I'm and so blessed to did he film all this for his vlog no i i filmed a little bit on my phone and i might put it together i might not uh, we talked a lot about vlogging and about content creation and and we had gone to lunch and had a big conversation about it all. And, you know, I, I, I am truly blessed. I know there's a lot of people that like I just had a, a dream date afternoon <laughs> with Simon Lazat, you know, to hang out with him at his house, uh, you know, to, to hang out with his with his son and Natalia and to be able to, you know, see his disc collection and, you know, some of these things that you, you know, most of you have seen through his own vlogs. And, um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a, a really fun day. And I think, and I left right from there to go right to the Nick and Matt show. So if you want to rank like how, how good a days you can have on the East coast, I'd certainly say that ranked up there. It was a lot of fun. 
I'm a blessed man with uh, surrounded by a lot of great people. So Daniel said, you just lived his perfect. Terry just lived my perfect day. Well, Daniel, <laughs> you'd have to be Terry, though, unfortunately. Uh, right you do not want you that. Do you not do not want that. that on your shoulders. I promise you. All right. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll put something together. It won't be as fancy or as fun or as entertaining as what Simon would do, which is something we also talked about. But he also, you know, has an advantage. I mean, he, first of all, he's very entertaining and he's very lovable and likable. And because of the status that he has, we all know, like, Simon could be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show you guys gardening for an hour. And people are like, yeah, I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which is awesome. That That's yeah. that's the kind of attention he's uh, he's garnered okay. and commands. And uh, <laughs> spoiler, one of my favorite things, and I don't know if this was in one of his vlogs. <laughs> he had something I've never seen before. Okay, what's that? <laughs> uh, I don't want to screw it up. It was a... Uh, a catio, catio. Uh, gosh, uh, it's C A T C A T. I also something catio. So something for a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, is this like a? I mean, it rhymes with patio, so mm-hmm. right away it makes me think that it's like an something you can almost like. Uh, I'm guessing. You know how those you've got those like baby play areas that you unfold and your kid can mm. sit in a yep. like i imagine something like that for a cat but bigger like it's a catio bring your cat outside and let them hang out on the patio with you i don't yeah know. so you're pretty what? pretty close oh wow here's I've a picture heard. of it so what's oh so it's like a playpen for a cat it's a playpen for a cat however this this door and i'm sorry for our audio viewers no, but uh this playpen or this this door opening comes right from his house yeah basement or his house so the cat at any point can just walk out there so um, so it's like a doggy door but for a cat but then it's built then, into a like a pen yeah um, imagine uh you went to the zoo and you saw something that like the monkeys like are playing or monkeys yeah monkeys uh because that's what that reminds me of different levels uh <laughs> outdoor a cage made of wood so yeah, just a cat chilling on uh, on a step. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it was. I've just never seen that before. Uh, it's the best of both worlds because he has. It's a you know he's got four cats. One you know they're inside cats, but this way the cat can enjoy the outdoors in like its own screened in patio type safe scenario. area. Yeah, was, I've just never seen it before. Tell me, tell us in the comments if you guys have any clue what I'm talking about, or if that's something that you're that. I should have known about. I mean, no. Carney Schultz says a cat condo, kind of, kind of your own little cat that, area. Yeah, like I said, it, but it has a door cat apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can just use all the cat puns. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a catastrophe, that's for sure. No. Oh my gosh, there's a there's a whole cat. Have you ever? You probably never heard. You never heard the cat song. There's a a kids. It's a kid song. Where uh, they all about different words that start with cat, and one of them is like you know this. I, I don't know if Rafi sings it or what. It comes on my kids' radio station. The whole family knows it now because it goes through all these like like uh, this. This is uh, God. I wish I knew the. God, uh, I, I need. I need to. I, I need to get the lyrics now. Uh, uh yeah. So. Um, Frederico says, yeah, I have two cats. I know exactly what you're talking about. I had that for a balcony in my apartment. So my question to you guys, though, is like his does 
did yours allow for basically 24 hour access to go outside? So envision like a dog door, a doggy door, and they, they can go out a designated area, but then it goes into a cage like structure. So yeah, as you described, kind of like you would see at a zoo on a smaller scale. Um, I've, I've just never seen that for a cat. Um, it was, what, what kind of cat are you? It's like, (laughs) What kind of cat hangs out in your house? House cat. What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley cat. What kind of cat is a chocolate bar? A Kit Kat. Uh, what kind of cat has a first name of Tom? A Tom Cat. Uh, what kind of cat is really scared? A scaredy cat. What kind of cat hangs out at the coffee at a, at a cop, copy shop? A uh, copy cat. Yeah. What kind of cat is an actual <laughs> fish? No, to, to, we're cat getting fish. There. What kind of cat breaks into places at night? A uh, cat burglar. What kind of cat hangs out with Batman? A cat woman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what kind of cat has a thousand legs? Um, a th- uh, a, a kill cat. Kill <laughs> caterpillar. <laughs> Come on, Terry. What kind of cat is a big expensive car? Um, a Jaguar Cadillac. (laughs) What? what, (laughs) My answer was more clever. I know. What kind of what kind of cat is a great big disaster? Uh, A catastrophe. What kind of cat is even bigger disaster? Uh, uh, oh, catechismic cataclysm cataclysm okay yeah what kind of cat rhymes with that and is a long religious (laughs) recitation uh a cat in the hat nope (laughs) catechism oh oh, okay what kind of cat is connected to your engine car uh the engine of your car uh (laughs) catalytic converter oh die yeah what kind of cat facilitates a chemical reaction uh, um, so you thought this was going to be easy. No, it gets much harder. I have to actually friend. think about it. Uh, uh, a what? A chemical reaction? Yep. What kind of cat facilitates a chemical reaction? This is uh, a song, uh, by the oh, way. A, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Stupid idiot on the board nailed it. Uh, yeah, catalyst. That's the exact catalyst. word I was thinking of and couldn't spit out. Thank oh, you. my God. This is so funny. This uh, is so sad. This is the after show, folks. What kind of cat comes in the mail from Sears? <laughs> A catalog. <laughs> what kind of cat? Which you have to be old enough to get. I yep. know. What kind of cat is a group of things that are similar? Uh, uh, I don't know. Similar? Oh, my gosh. This is so silly. I don't know. A category. Uh, what kind of cat is a whole bunch of cows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Come on. A, a herd of... A herd of kids. You almost just said it. A herd of... A herd of cows oh, no cattle i heard a cattle cattle uh, what I, kind of cat throws stuff over a wall of a castle a catapult what kind of cat tunnels under the castle uh, under the castle a uh c- 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 catacomb catacomb what catacomb. kind of cat floats on two pontoons <laughs> uh Floats on two pontoons. It's at what? Catamaran. Okay. What kind of cat takes a picture of the inside of your body? <laughs> a cat ray? No, a cat scan. There you go. Cat, cat ray. ray. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cat obscures your vision? 
Uh, cataract. <laughs> there you go. What kind of, this is one of my favorites. What kind of cat is being followed by a moon shadow? Uh, a moon shadow. A uh, cat burglar? No. No. Nope. Oh. Nope. Let's see. What kind of cat is being followed by a moon shadow? Not a good night cat. Ska- mm. Mm. No, good. Not, nope. I'm, I'm reading off the board. Not, yeah. not cat teens. There it is. Creepy picture. Cat Stevens. Okay. I'm being that one I wouldn't have got one that one. I was a big You're Cat a Cat Stevens. Stevens fan. Yeah, I'm not. L- L- yeah, so I grew up with it. What kind of cat is the capital of Nepal? Uh, ca- I don't know what that is. Ca- Katan? Katmandu. <laughs> okay. And the last one. What kind of cat carries your golf clubs? Caddy? Caddy. There you go. Uh, thank you, Billy Jonas, for your words in music. Uh, bang a buck music on BMI. I hope we don't get pulled down on YouTube for that song. Uh, <laughs> wow. No, th- and that I don't com- know if I feel dumber or smarter for that. That song comes on uh, my daughter's radio station, and usually we're sitting at like the, <laughs> the, the dinner table, and we all sing along to this dumb song. All right. All, all the time. So that's what made me think of it when you're talking about different cats. So the, congratulations. Welcome to the after show. Wow. Welcome to the Cafter show. There Can't you get. go. All right. Wow. So yeah. Jesus, of- that was exhausting. <laughs> Tell me about Oof. it. Tell me about it. I had the chance to look even dumber than normal. All right. Um, Ryan had said, LOL, I have one of those set up in the window. Was thinking about getting some chicken wire to make a cage area to set up by the back door patio. Well, you would be on the right track. Stupidity asks, is the mulch gone? No, it's not. <laughs> and I'll say that because it's hard to like walk around I know. and not like cor- step into your, you know, like mud or something else. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got about a quarter of it left. My wife, so you spread more this weekend. Oh, my wife knocked out a whole bunch. Okay. Yeah, we've got about a quarter of it left. We've got a spot for some of it. Um, again, we, t- we t- literally told our neighbors, like, you want some? Please come take it. Don't feel offended. So mm. one, one of our neighbors actually said, he's like, yeah, I could see doing that, which is good because I'm looking over at his, at his house. I'm like, he could probably use it around his <laughs> house. So um, there's no mulch smell in the house, nothing, nothing like that. Uh, yeah, so we've got a spot for some of it. And then the rest of it, worst case scenario, I can just go sit in the ditch. <laughs> or i'll just try to bring it into the backyard and make our mulch a little little thicker so mm. i'm i'm i am working this weekend doing the otb so i'm mm. really hoping my wife can nail some of that down so yeah. we'll see i mean if you want to haul it down to uh to the tournament we could use it on whole 13's island green i can put it in your trunk right now nope just nope. right into the trunk <laughs> just, just op- open up right, tear just put and it right in there i'll even let you borrow the pitchfork <laughs> so you can get it out yeah no, i'm good <laughs> i am good so all right uh yeah it says we i know we talked about in the regular show you're if you're listening this way too late or maybe friday or saturday uh this weekend happening the skyline classic as we talked about earlier uh, continuing to see registrations pour in for that. Super happy. I, I really don't want it to sell out at 288 people Oof. only because there's two, you know, for two rounds in one day, the courses are, you know, we're around 7,000 feet and it's going to be a long day of golf. And so if we're not full at 72 people per pool, I'd be okay with that if we even were somewhere between 54 and 72 per pool. But right now we're, we're cresting over the, uh, that hundred mark. So more than 54 per course should be a fun weekend. 
southeastern Wisconsin and um, yeah, working on more core stuff in the area as well. But that's for another day. All right. Let's see what else is on the board. Daniel says excited for OTB. I'm excited. Unfortunately, I'm not going to probably consume literally a minute of it uh, because of the event, but you should try. What about these changes? Is there something you know specifically? Uh, uh, yeah, the co- the course is all changed up. Really? Yeah, I I have all the whole flyovers that were. Let's sent watch to them me. right now. Put them up. Mm, no, Don't. each one will ask a cat question. See if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, honestly, I haven't looked at it. Mo sent it to us last week, and okay. I, I'm not. I'm no, that's not true. I did look at the overall map, but I didn't know the map from last year. Yeah, so you wouldn't. I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't would barely remember. I mean, so. I was there on site for it last year, um, so I certainly would recognize some of the differences. But interesting. Um, yeah. So it's I, I. I. What I can say to that is, last year it was a brand new course on tour. This year. Uh, of course, it's the same property, but then I wonder how much it will feel like a new course, uh, depending on how many of the changes are significant or not. Excuse me. So that should be really uh, interesting to see how that plays out. All right. Ray says, I'm I'm telling you, just do some vigilante gardening in the neighborhood <laughs> overnight. No one will know the mystery mulcher. <laughs> and I said, at this point, everybody will know. When they look at my <laughs> mulch pile, they're like, oh, that's weird. Hmm. So, uh, did did I mention that I watched the the movie Metal Lords? Yes, which is funny okay, you say because no. I feel like I tried to download okay. it it's right because of course I remembered right before yeah, my plane Netflix, was about okay. to take off, and I feel like I was trying to download it um, before my plane took off, and then I never got around to it okay. or it didn't download all the way. But that's maybe something I'll put in for okay. my next set of travels. It's good. So, uh, what did uh, I watch? Oh, uh, the wife and I today watched the first two episodes of the new season of get this the new season of kids in Gilmore the hall Girls. Oh. Kid, oh okay and that's on amazon prime okay if you ever wanted to see full frontal of dave foley mm, yeah no. jumping up and down <laughs> no this is not getting better this this season this episode is for you i i laughed because i didn't think they would I mean, they're on Amazon. They can do whatever they want now. Sure enough, they're like him and one of the other. I forget if it was uh, McCullough or not, but just walk out butt naked. Mm. And it, it, it was humorous. So far, first two episodes, not bad. Okay. Yeah. Carney Schultz says kids in the hall with a question mark. I don't know if you're questioning what the kids in the hall is. It's not an old MTV show. Yeah, Kids in the Hall from the uh, 88 to 95, I think, or 89 to 95 is when that ran. Wow. And then they had a movie. I, I wouldn't have guessed that early. Okay. Yeah, then they had a movie called Brain Candy, which I've only seen bits and pieces of. So, And that actually plays into a little bit of their very first episode. So anyway, we'll watch the whole <laughs> season. I like Kids in the Hall. I liked it when I was younger. It's a fun sketch comedy. Okay. Oh, creepy picture says just watch the Pentaveret with Mike Myers. I've heard very bad things. Like I, I love me some Mike Myers. One of my favorite movies of all time is So I Married an Axe Murderer. I think it's 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 always had a special place in my heart. And even this looks like it it might be a little bit too much. So, like I was never a big Austin Powers guy. 
just it didn't it didn't tickle my fancy but uh but so i married an axe murderer this looks like someone just gave mike myers like 10 million bucks and said you can have five actors you do the rest <laughs> hmm. so I'll, I, I don't know i'll end up watching it at some point probably but maybe i'll save it for a a plane ride okay oh well that's what i was doing crawford says i listen to your podcast every week on spotify always way too late to watch live just dropped in to say thank you i will listen to this later this week well thanks a lot Dwayne. i hope you enjoy uh listening to us later this week we appreciate that um the one of the questions that came in and said uh terry what is your most memorable or ridiculous experience as a td controversial decisions you had to make that piss people off uh wow there's you know it's funny i don't know about super memorable yeah there's a few i mean i there's one that to this day is hilarious how much it did piss somebody off and it shouldn't have at the time uh i think back to was it me was i mad no no i think back to around uh i think it was right around 2008 uh which is funny because another one's from then too but uh 2008 when i ran the cold turkey i was not there you were not um but I ran the cold turkey, and during the first round, or it might have been, maybe it was, it, I, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. It might have been the 2006 event that I ran at Brown Deer. It was at Brown Deer, and I put, I mixed the divisions first round. And so there were some juniors that were with uh, pros. There were intermediates. with It, it was Back a much different world. Yeah, it was a much different world uh, where that. that was far more practiced and I'm going to say acceptable. It, uh, it was just... It was going out of style even then, but... A little bit. A little bit. But, um, but it was still it was still within the rules. And I remember uh, one of our locals that uh, just had a raging fit about who was on his card, someone else that was on his card, a younger player, who was actually a very well-behaved younger player, uh, but just had a raging fit about it and, you know, took to the internet, the message boards, hmm. the PDGA message boards specifically, and had just a raging fit and just took it 100, also took it personally, which was uh, wildly off base as if I had, you know, somehow, <laughs> you know, sabotaged or purposely planned it in that sense. Like I thought it would make him mad. At any rate, that was one that, you know, and then he rallied his troops of which largely didn't care for me or didn't like how I did what? things and or were, you know, just frustrated with me, uh, you know, doing disc golf for a living. And, uh, you know, that that helped. I don't know. I don't want to say it helped stoke the it, it kept it put another log on the fire of idiocracy by a number of people. Um rewind or fast forward depending if that was 06 or 08 but in the middle 2007 another memorable moment was uh someone you know that was screaming at me at the am worlds that i was the tournament director for 2007 am worlds right here in milwaukee the one paul Macbeth famously lost and then started screaming at you. no it was, it was not paul it was uh <laughs> it was somebody uh, you don't have to name them no no no. it was somebody in uh, on behalf of an ace was hit, and that was, I believe, the first year ever that the PDGA had decided that aces would get paid out in merchandise as opposed to cash. 
at Worlds. That was the policy. I had zero input on that. I don't even know if I knew that was or wasn't going to be implemented. Quite frankly, I had a million other things to worry about. To this day, the PDGA worries about certain things. The tournament directors worry about certain things. That was one thing that came about, and I was just berated and screamed at uh, that I was somehow purposely, intentionally screwing someone and stealing and blah, 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 because the... Uh, their portion of the ace pool was to get paid out in in merchandise as opposed to which I do feel like they abandoned that relatively quickly. I feel like. And if that was the case, then it sucks that I might have been a, a one year guinea pig a, of that a, a situation trial case or something. Well, well. But I just remember getting screamed at for that. And I just was like, yeah, F you. Um, <laughs> so that, that was one that that certainly jumps out. Um, I don't know. Is there any other? uh <laughs> Right around 2008, and I, I I did just double check. There was a question about whether that was coming in for an event that I was running, or was I listed as the official TD? Uh, I was not. Even better. Good. Um, I had helped run and was part of for a number of years, and there was some weather rolling into Oshkosh, Wisconsin, uh, up near where Johnny and I grew up, and it was a, an event that was taking place. And we had played so much golf, but there was a question about how much more golf could get played or something. And and storms, storms were nearby. And the question was whether or not we were going to play more golf or complete around something of that nature. And when it was all said and done, I was, I was in the lead and I just remember there being some controversy around it. And I, and I had to double check. I was not the tournament director, which would have made it even more awkward, I'm sure, mm. about that argument. But I know that being part of that conversation. And then the very next day, uh, me and another gentleman uh, got on a plane in Chicago and we flew to the Japan Open. I was like, cool, I just want to beat here and now I'm going to play in Japan. And it <laughs> worked out in my favor. But I just remember some controversy that surrounded that because... There has been other times where I called off an entire round just a year or two ago. I had to call off an entire round in a springtime event because we had this miserable snowstorm that came in for the Skyline Classic. Oh, yeah, I do. And it was, I mean, every road in Wisconsin and in the area was, was truly deadly. And it was this ice snowstorm that came in in the middle of the day. And when it was all said and done, I ended up calling off the second round. And naturally, depending on how you shot, (laughs) <laughs> you maybe loved or hated that decision. And that was really, really awkward. That was one of the few times I for sure had to call off an event uh, in that sense. But we called off the afternoon round. I mean, it was it was truly deadly conditions. That was two, maybe, well, it was pre-pandemic. So it's probably 2019 if I looked it up. That would be the year that I guess it was. So there's been a lot of those kind of random things um, that I could say. I, I I could probably write a book on overall tournament directing stories though because a lot of registration stories usually yeah a lot of stupid people a lot of people that think they're special (laughs) that uh i always have said (laughs) the most creative people are the ones who are on the waiting list oh but dude you could just add like this is part of my reason why i hate ghost hole so much but you could just like add like three holes here or i could just tee off after so and so or you could just add like five more to our division and then it'd be an even like 57 or whatever <laughs> like i've heard it all well the best part it used to be when mail-in registrations were a thing 
you know, that that awkward few years when you could mail in a registration or register online yeah. and which one got priority, you know, oh, but I, I, I mine I is post-dated, mine's post-dated three days ago and you let someone in and now it's full and they registered two days ago. I'm sorry my stuff didn't get to you. Uh, sorry. Should have registered. I take take them as I get them, not as the, you send them. Yeah, the PDG. I actually, opened up, I opened up my browser three days ago and I just didn't hit submit. Somebody said that. I've heard that. <laughs> I believe. Well, it. I opened it up and I started to register and then I got distracted. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> tell that to Ticketmaster too. Like, well, no, but I swear, I, I had I had the Nelly concert all pulled up. I was ready to go. <laughs> the Nelly concert, really? No. That's where you're no. going. You're going to a Nelly <laughs> concert, <just> Terry. <laughs> but I, that, I swear, I absolutely have heard that one. I've heard that more than once. I, the, oh, I opened it and I I got you know and then you know then my kid woke up or I got a headache or whatever and I got distracted and I didn't finish my registration. Cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, they're they're the people on the wait list always have the most creative and clever ideas about how they could get into the tournament. I promise you that. So <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, Carney says I've been screwed out of two ace pots. One ace pot was for the club members. Why I pay into it. Uh other alcoholic ace pot holder went missing a few weeks. That sucks. Mm. Uh, thankfully, we've never had too many of uh, of those issues. No, not that I can think Somebody of. Somebody disappearing um, with, you know, or running a league and then disappearing with large sums of money. Somehow you hear that often uh, around the country. Which every couple of years painful. you hear about a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Someone ran off with like a bunch of. You know, money that was meant for league final or finale or something yep, crazy. Yeah, and somebody disappeared, or 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 their car got broken into. Oh yes, that's that's a classic that I still think gets used to this day quite often. Is the money was just like in the back seat in my duffel bag, <laughs> and the car got broken into. So yeah. sorry, I don't have the four grand. That one is uh, that one's quite a common one. Uh, Ryan says, I feel like half the field quit that skyline uh, by the time round one was over. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, DNFs there. Yeah, it was uh, it was certainly crazy. Uh, Darren asks, how do you feel about five player cards? I'll say this. I, I, I was fine with them for many, many years. When you're playing a 6,000 foot course, you're playing in a local B tier. I, I, I hosted, I'm not going to say hundreds, but dozens of tournaments that had that and that was the status quo for a long time. And then when you, I started filming tournaments, then when you started going to other tournaments, then when courses got tougher and a little bit longer, and you just realized how much less pleasant a five-sum is to play in as opposed to a four-sum, a few years ago, I eliminated that as part of my tournaments. I think there which are, is always the first thing people say. Yeah, you could just Dude, you could add 18 more people if we just if we just, you know, if you go to 90 instead of 72. Yeah, and we could add a lot more time and make the experience a lot less enjoyable for a lot more people just cuz you signed up late. <laughs> I think we could do that. I think five sums can still be acceptable at certain courses. Sure. You know, if we if we were to play in Beaver Dam, which Absolutely. For, for those of you that don't know, very wide open, short course fivesomes would be unacceptable. I don't believe fivesomes would be acceptable in any of the Kenosha courses that you're planning on playing where you're just looking at adding another hour to a round. 
So yeah, it's it just especially if people get used to then playing in foursomes, which I, I feel like is adopted more commonly as a standard now mm-hmm. uh, and more regularly. And then you go play in a round uh, that that offers five sums. It just it feels like it can really just slog. Like yeah. Ray Zerhausen asks, are there any pros on tour you don't get along with, Terry, for any reason? It seems uh, get like out your notebook. It seems even the roughest of characters are open to you. Um Yeah, there's there's there I'll, there are I'll say this because I know there are people who are, are disliked online. And there's a few of them out there that are friendly with you. And that you like, and I'm sure there are people online that people really like that don't get along with you. <laughs> yeah, I I'm sure there are a number of players uh, of which I'm totally oblivious to them disliking me. I I don't know if it's five or Do you ten want me to get or, out my or fifty-five of you. them. I'm sure there are, and and just as if I don't care for someone or get along with someone, I would like to think. That regardless of my personal feelings, that when the job and duty comes up to act in a professional manner to do something, um, I would I would love you to never know if I if I dislike someone. It might be obvious when I like when I really do like someone, but if I really dislike someone, I I hope it is absolutely not in any way, shape, or form told. And and, and I will follow that immediately up with. I think there's some people who assume I dislike certain people. Like people think I dislike Nico. I don't. I give him a hard time about how long he takes uh, from time to time. Um, usually it's in, in a very lighthearted, joking fashion, but I don't dislike Nico. I don't believe Nico personally dislikes me either. Um, so a lot of, you know, it's that classic, like everybody sees us interact in one way and then you just assume you know what the situation is. Uh, I, I don't I think largely that's not the case, but um, yeah, there's people I, I don't care for. And there's people that I think are just, um, you know, better uh, when it comes to media interactions than others. So I don't know. A lot of people think that <laughs> Kelvin disliked me. Uh, and then you find like, no, he's pretty short with a lot of uh, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He has conversations. Yeah, those are part of his those early interviews. People were just like, oh, he clearly doesn't like Terry. He doesn't want to be interviewed <laughs> by Terry. Look at listen to the answers he gives. And then you realize after a year or no, so, you're like, oh, Kelvin no, that's being, just Kelvin. Yeah, that's and then a couple months later, he's on videos with you and he's actually re- relatively pleasant with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I will say, though. Again, I, I can't stress it enough. I, I would hope no one has any genuine um, knowledge of of someone I dislike um, when I'm interacting with them. Because I, I have to set that aside. It doesn't matter. I wanted to I wanted to make a joke on the board that says, Hannah McBath, she cannot stand you, Terry Miller. <laughs> uh, but that's not true. <laughs> Hannah celebrated a birthday in the last week, so happy birthday to her. She did. Well. I wish her a happy birthday. Uh, uh, I've had enough of that. Uh, uh, Darren goes on. I think you're talking about five sums. Uh, with that said, some courses, it's fine. It seems like every tournament I've played has five sums and it gets kind of old. Again, again, in Wisconsin, we grew up with that 100% mm-hmm. normal. I've run dozens and dozens of tournaments with five sums with 90 people on the course. And forever, that was truly a the standard. status quo. It was a standard. And then once I got a little taste of, 
of seeing other bigger tournaments and then just knowing how that experience really is. That's when I felt like uh, four needed to be the new the new norm. You know what else is the new norm? Donating to us on patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Oh my gosh, don't if, do that. If you are not doing that, you are out of the ordinary because everybody else is doing it. Don't be left out now. Patreon.com slash smashbox TV. The weird outliers, the ones that are only doing a dollar. Mm. I mean, you can do that, but really, do you want to be that weird person when everybody else is hanging out in the $2 club? Yeah. Do you want Johnny V not to like you? I mean, it, it, I'll, I'll like you half as much as the $2 <laughs> people if you're only a $1 club guy, but you'll still be eligible for our giveaways, our weekly giveaways in an after show at patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Terry, we have 181 people eligible for our weekly giveaway. We're just going to give away like a disc this week or something. Uh, we've got hi, oh, yeah, You know what? We're going to have some Skyline goodies. Ooh. So uh, I will mark it down that we're going to come up with some Skyline goodies. Somebody asked earlier what the player pack is. I'm not going to tell you just yet, but it's likely going to exceed 150% of your entry fee. Uh, So it's a trophy-only event. You're going to get a massive player pack. Entry fee is around 50 bucks. It's going to be 150% of that at least and it's going to be tasty that might be metaphoric or it might be literal but uh yeah yeah. so i've got some good skyline goodies lined up and maybe for a week or two we can give away some of that sweet action so uh let's give that away (sighs) all right 181 people terry what number should we generate i'm gonna go i'm gonna pick it two we had two sarah i was gonna arrive at two we had two sarahs tonight so our first number is 87, higher or lower than 87, Terry. Oh, that's, all, that's wow. almost dead center there. But I'm going to say higher, higher than 87. Which means the, nothing. The number is 161. Oh. You are correct, Terry Miller. 161. Now, let me scroll down. I just sorted it by first name today. Mm. I don't even have to scroll because I was right at the bottom. Sterling McPherson. Heck yeah. Congratulations, Sterling. Sterling. Thank you very much for being at the $10 a level. Thank you very much, Sterling. So Terry will get you some of that sweet, sweet skyline action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably for a week or two, because I'm, I'm going to have a mixture of goodies that I think I can spread around and share with you guys. Somebody asked earlier, do you have any uh, Smashbox t-shirts left? I certainly have some random smatterings of various Smashbox t-shirts. Yes. I know I've got a few polos here hanging out. If if you're interested, um, if you're uh, in a, a t-shirt, reach out to Terry. If you're interested in a polo, reach out to Terry. And he'll give it to me. Send it to me. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this weekend we did get a little bit of live stream. We saw, and I'll be fair, I <laughs> it was funny. I tuned into the live stream on Sunday. And I heard Grant Zellner on there Mm -hmm. and I sat and listened and I sat and listened and he sounded good. He sounded a little raspy, honestly, when I heard him, I mean, talking probably quite a bit, maybe more than he's used to. And I thought, is he, is he doing this by himself? Cause it was like a good seven minutes, eight minutes, I think before I heard, and I don't know if he had an issue behind the scenes. I never asked. There was, <laughs> was there? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that suddenly then, uh, Brian Earhart mm-hmm. 
jumped on then suddenly like it was out of nowhere because i was just like oh oh good he 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 does have a co-host because i honestly thought about calling mo and be like do, do you need someone to like at least fill for him i can jump on i don't know how good i'd be but i know other people are busy and if you got nobody else but then brian jumped on and i was like good i don't want to do it <laughs> i would rather do yard work today um so we got some master's cup down at the golf course yeah, and the little bit I heard, uh, because I think Brian made in, uh, and and again, to be fair, Johnny and I haven't checked in with any of the other technical media crew uh, since the event, no but idea. I did see a post or a reel or a story or something from Brian talking about how uh, for a, a portion of the broadcast, he they couldn't hear each other. Uh, I think it was something to do with Brian uh, going back and forth with Grant, and so I think... Mm just out of as a default at one point, Brian wasn't speaking uh, as much so that they wouldn't be caught talking over each other. Uh, and I'm not sure what they could even hear of each other. Clearly at some point the, they could, but the two seconds I heard from Brian's Instagram story, wow. it sounded as if there was just a technical issue or two. And that's probably why it was a little bit disjointed. That's what I've gathered. I uh, maybe Next time we'll ask, but... Uh, and and I'm sure there's some of you out there that probably know far more than what we do about the situation. Again, with neither Johnny or I working this weekend and being part of it, uh, there's certainly some details that we're just not aware of. Correct. The only the only thing I reached out to was I heard that there was an issue with Vimeo and that it jumped over to YouTube at one point. Yep. And so I just reached out to uh, Mo and Gary. I was like, was everything cool? Was it something on our side? And they were like, no, it was, they believe it was an issue with Vimeo because they couldn't even log into Vimeo's back end mm. in order to do something. So they think it was a temporary issue with Vimeo. Um, so they just push it to YouTube right away just to make sure that it was out there, which is the nice thing about having that as a backup. Yeah. Except for I pay for disc golf so networks you, exclusivity you, you and I don't want the refund? world. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want anyone else that didn't pay for it to see it. So they should refund you, right? For that one or half pay around? Or maybe double. Pay me double my subscription cost. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I had to go to YouTube. Actually, I didn't. It worked on the stream. It worked on the app just I, fine for me. And my understanding was that it, it didn't fail for some apps, and it did for one or two others. Like, so it was it was goofy. And I literally talked to them for about like 30 seconds over Messenger, and then I was like, not our problem. Don't care. We'll deal with. They uh, got it figured out. Yep, they had it figured out, and OTB is is next on the list. So, so you'll break that. I'm hoping. You know, if if all goes well, I was actually just thinking about. I, I was looking at the schedule because we're scheduled to do the Sula, and we're scheduled to do the European Open. And I realize I'm on the even though it's a Silver Series, and I don't normally do Silver Series. I am on the docket for. Um, Who are you for Sula? Hmm, I think I am too. And I was realizing, like, that's going to start Midnight. at uh, 2. Uh, I mean, Sula is, I believe, 7 hours ahead of us. So, yeah, it may be 2 a.m. And I was thinking, like, so in the studio around midnight. Sula is going to be 7. Yep, 7 hours ahead of us. Yep. So right now it's so 7 a.m. If it's roughly 9 a.m., uh, that that the FPL we're just guessing here nine a.m. roughly that would be two a.m. would be the start so to speak of the FPO's final card which would maybe mean like a one forty five ish 
start or 1.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. for us. And then that means, yeah, we're in studio. At, I was going to say roughly midnight. That sounds miserable. That sounds fine to me. I know. But it sounds I'm fine to you. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, Ugh. yeah, and 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 even better. I, I'll, I'll double down on that for you. Double down, Terry. It's four days. Oh, Sula. <laughs> yeah. The silver series that normally gives you the final round. We're giving you not what? not one, not three, but four rounds of that- coverage. Why would we do that? That sounds miserable. I didn't know that. This was clarified for me recently, too. <laughs> so that's why I know. Yeah. Uh, um, Mo, we need to have a talk. Yeah. So <laughs> my uh, rates are different at 2 a.m. than they are at 9 a.m. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to have to look uh, into some third shift rates. I like that. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, uh, I was thinking that approximately... Where, you know, I'm thinking about commentary of roughly. Oh, I'm going to be right here, by the way. Buddy. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking roughly commentary from like 1 a.m. to about 9 a.m. Uh, for doing commentary for those four days. Right. So and I, it'll be a unique experience. So I can do that and then go to work, do my nine to five and mm-hmm. then get, take a little nap and start over. That sounds fun. You got it. Ah. Uh... All right. I mean, the courses are nice. Well, and for the European Open, I'm only doing the MPO side of that. So I, I'll so get, you will, I'll, I'll get to start in the morning, probably at like five, four or five, yeah, know, something, some, something around that, which is not nearly as miserable. <laughs> which will be interesting because, uh, yeah. Anyway, all right, guys, I think it's time we're out of here. We're gonna close this thing down as always. Our show goes longer, therefore it's better than the Nick and Matt show, but that actually isn't true. Uh, but I just had to throw a jab. I don't there. have any buttons that make shit start on fire. So <laughs> that's true. Gonna, you you need to get on on top of our some, graphics. Some of game. the fire buttons. Yeah, uh, and there's new footage out there. Disc Golf Guy channel. We talked so much about the skyline. I figured there's no better way to prep for this weekend's tournament than to give you last year's final round. It's released. Front nine is up. Back nine's releasing in the morning. The most so exciting guys, golf I've ever watched. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty on fire. So <laughs> if you want to check out and see what people are going to be playing this weekend, um, or if you want to just come to southeastern Wisconsin, uh, now you get a little closer. Are you, are you doing filming this year, too? Yeah, I think we're going to probably film final Final round. round. Okay. So, guys, we appreciate each and every one of you. As we said before, thank you to the Sarahs that joined us in the show. Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers and supporters. We love you guys even more. Uh, if If you chimed in on the chat or if you're just a lurker, uh, I talked to a couple lurkers this weekend. We appreciate you guys Love as well. Love the lurkers. Even if you're not uh, logged in and ready to go, calling you the out. The creepier, the better. Uh, that's how we love them. For Johnny <laughs> V, I'm Terry Miller, the Disc Golf Guy. That's Smash, Smashbox TV's podcast, 403's After Show. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox. What kind of cat are you?
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.